to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Knowing him, to learn him, we need to know what he loves. And we know his word tells us he loves meekness, meek fruit. When we seek the Lord and are in right alignment with him, God fills us with his spirit. Amen. When we seek the Lord and are in right alignment with him, he fills us with the spirit. And when we fill with the spirit, we are essentially filled with what? Meekness, because that is one of the fruits of his spirit. This is not an optional attribute, meaning that you can't be stinky and have a bad attitude. You don't have a choice. You can't do that with the spirit of God operating through you. Amen. You have to take those thoughts captive and deny that part of you because that's not supposed to be you anymore. You're supposed to be operating with meekness because it's not optional. It comes with God's indwelling. So when God comes, even if you act up, or are out of order, say something or whatever, something ought to stop you. A part of God's indwelling ought to stop you and you catch yourself and say, oh, no, 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 that's not me anymore. Amen. Now, don't be the type of person that stab people and say, Lord, forgive me. Shoot people, Lord, forgive me. Do that. Amen. Before you even get the gun, the Holy Ghost ought to talk. Amen. If the, if, come on now. I mean, you don't wait till the, you pointing at him with the gun. Oh, I can't do it. That's, a, that's still a cry. <laughs> Just can't do it. I'm glad. <laughs> Zephaniah 2 and 3. Seek ye the Lord, all ye what? Meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness and seek what? He's talking about a posture here. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. See, when God comes and destroys this world, the meek will be safe. Amen. In order to prove God's spirit is alive in us, we must bear the fruit of his spirit. To be meek like Christ is an attribute of his Indwelling, John 14 and 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him for he what? He dwells with you at that particular time when he was speaking. He dwelled with them. But then after Jesus died, he's going to be where? In you. He would leave his spirit. He said he's not going to leave you comfortless. He was going to leave and deposit his spirit here so that his spirit can dwell in you. So he can always be there. 
Amen. But you have to be meek. Amen. How many, how, how many of you know that the Holy Ghost don't argue with you? Holy Ghost not going to argue with you. You can ready to do something dumb. The Holy Ghost is not going to argue with you. Amen. He may speak to you and say, don't do that. That's dumb. You need to call somebody because you, you're about to do something dumb. And if you don't listen, he's not going to keep saying, man, you better call somebody. Man, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. God is not ghetto. Amen. <laughs> he, he's going to ask you politely, uh, do you sure you want to do this? And you choose to do it, you won't, you, he's not going to bother you. Go ahead, do it. That's your choice because he gave us free will because he wants you to use that same free will to choose him. Amen. So, I, you know, people, God made me, God made me do something. When they start saying, man, you need to shut up. God is not making you do anything, especially when they say the devil made me. I think I got a demon because I can't help it. Yes, you can help it. You're not doing it now. If it's a much on old TV, my head's been around. Get rid of the TV. Get rid of it. Get rid of TV. TV's not a necessity. I don't understand that. Man, I got a porn problem. Get rid of your computer. That's Every time I go on the internet, man, I got to have the, 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 what is it, the protection. that the, People send me that. I get it sometimes. You, you on my list. If I go to a dirty website, it's going to email you and tell you. I don't want to know that. Take me off the list. I delete the, man, I get me off your list, man. Are you crazy? You need a nanny, a net nanny? Are you insane? Dude, you can't turn off the computer? Oh, man, I just want you to know when I'm, when I'm on there, man, because... <laughs> I mean, really, we got to take responsibility for this stuff. Amen. You say, Lord, I, I, forgive me. If, if, if I got a problem with this, then I need to set my own limit. I need to just stop. I need to just stay off the internet at a certain time of night. I need to do this. I need to do whatever I need to do to quit this. Amen. Because TV is terrible, especially cable. Just get rid of it. Amen. We got a whole lot of people in here that's just Apple TVs. They don't even have cable. Amen. Save you some money, too. Amen. Look, I can't get no amen. He's going, now you're messing with something. I mean, we got to be in the world, not other world. I mean, you, we can't just get rid of everything. You need to get rid of it if you hooked on it. Don't come, just, well, just don't come to me then. Don't come to me telling me, man, I got a real problem. Every time I go on the internet past 10 o'clock, I, then stay off the computer past 8. Why don't you go exercise? And here's the crazy thing. Won't you get in bed with your wife at 10 o'clock? Don't she have the same stuff as the video? She, she could breathe. She's breathing and she could respond. You know, responses? When we accept Christ's death as atonement for our sins and humbly endure afflictions, then we partake in his what? Humbly endure afflictions. Humbly. Philippians 3 and 10. I gave up all that inferior stuff. Paul is talking about the law. The letter of the law. He said, I gave up that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ what? Personally. This is the message Bible translation, but it's beautiful. Then I can experience his resurrection power. Be a partner in his suffering. And go all the way with him to death itself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, partake in his substance and in, in his suffering. Go all the way with him to death itself. That means some things I'm going to do or things I'm going to get ready to do going to hurt. It's going to cost me something in this life. It's going to cost. It's going to cost me something. It might cost me fame. 
notoriety may cost me millions. True partakers. Water baptism is symbolic of partaking in Christ's suffering. It's the death, burial. It's a death, burial, and resurrection. Yet, day to day, we should be humble by submitting to suffering for the sake of others. You hear that? Day to day, we should be humble by submitting to suffering. Suffering for the sake of others. Though Christ had the fullness of God's power, he humbled himself. Christ harnessed his power so that he could save us all. Harnessed his power. First Peter 4 and 1. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same what? mind. For he that hath suffered in the flesh hath what? Seed from sin. Man, I just like the way these guys talked. For the sake of our families, friends, and sinners abroad, we should exhibit what? Meekness. meekness to win them over to God's kingdom. What am I saying here? That's what meekness is. Meekness is I know I got the power. I know I could have signed that deal and just made all that money. I know I could have did those beats and made that money. I know all that. I know my beats was tight. But I throw all of that away just to be able to stand and declare truth. (laughs) Throw the compromise away. I can't compromise because it messes with the truth. That's what the word means. And I'll do that to win people over to God's kingdom. Amen. Psalms 25 and 9, the meek will he guide in judgment. And the meek will he what? No, no, y'all missed it. Because you didn't, you didn't put the accent on the right word in that. The meek he will teach. <laughs> Examples of meekness. Number one. And y'all listen to these because every one of them applies to you right now. It really does. Number one. Enduring injustice to end a dispute that will cause dissension among others. That's meekness. Enduring injustice. That means taking wrong. Taking wrong. When you're in a heated debate with somebody, especially when it's a leader. That's the thing I don't understand. Man, a leader, let a leader lead. Even if he's wrong and you want to tell him he's wrong, sometimes the Bible says rebuke not an elder. Just keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. Sometimes it's just not worth it. Your mother, your father, come on. Just be wrong. Mama, you out of order. What? what? (laughs) Then next week, mama, will you keep my kids? Because I want to go in. (laughs) But no, I can't keep kids out of order. I'm crazy, remember? I'm crazy. (laughs) That's what you said. (laughs) But really, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Endure injustice. That means to take, look at somebody say, take wrong sometimes take wrong sometimes. That's why I don't like this whole 5% Hebrew. I don't like none of them because they always got to be right. They always have to be right. You know why they have to be right? Because didn't none of them grow up around a dad that would correct them. So they don't understand correction. They think all correction is hate. So the minute you try to correct them, they get to get the spitting and blah, blah, blah. dude. 
So that's what a man teaches. A man teaches you how to accept wrong and to be disciplined. Oh, can I get an amen on that? Yeah, that's what a father does. A father teaches you how to accept discipline. Amen. A situation happened with my son on his job the other day. And I'm so proud of him because he handled that situation like a G. I ain't talking a gangster, like a G Craig. He did exactly what I, I mean, really. He just, but he handled the situation with maturity, just like, you know. And I, I told how proud of him I was with that. But that's because he's dealt with me correcting him. Me and him have fallen out, fought everything. We've done all, been through all of that. And so he understands what correction feels like. And he knows it's not, correction is not my enemy. Correction is here to shape me and make me better. Amen. So he don't have to go get a flow and spoken word night, Friday night. See, because my daddy, even the biological didn't know me. And the philosophical thoughts up. That's all those guys are doing. They're just expressing pain and hurt. Because they ain't got no daddy to teach them nothing. That's where it all comes from. They harness all that pain into a talent or an ability. So you got to understand how to take wrong. My bad. Okay. All right, dude. You know, you can have this one. We're cool. We're cool. I mean, I don't need to go no further. You know, because you see that it's, it's, it's going to cause dissension. You know this person's messy. So this, even if you win, you're going to lose. Because they're going to go lie. Amen. They're going to lie. Amen. So it's best. And I learned a lot of this with some of the stuff that went around here, especially that whole sedition thing that went on down here. Brother Will came up to me. I was on the keyboard last week. He came up to me uh, last week while I was playing. And he, he whispered in me. He said, hey, man, you know what? He said, look at the size of this congregation. He said, it didn't, this didn't happen until you got rid of them Jezebel spirits. He said, as soon as the Jezebel spirits left, growth happened. It's like God didn't want some of these babes in here to get caught up in them webs that was being spun in here. Look at somebody and say, I thank God for Jesus. I mean, can he see what we can't? Why would you serve anybody else? Enduring injustice to end a dispute that will cause dissension among others. First Corinthians 6 and 7. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you, meaning y'all doing something really dumb because you go to law one with another. Why don't you not rather take wrong? Would you just be wrong? Why you got to go to court to be right, to prove you're right? Just be wrong. Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Number two, example of meekness. Keeping quiet in situations where speaking aloud will harm others. That's meekness. That's meekness. Amen. That's meekness, brother Jeff. I'm walking right over that to him. That's meekness. You better learn how to do that, boy. Getting around that dinner table. Mother-in-law, whoop. Better use some meekness. Amen. That scores points with your wife. Boy, she'll, you know what? Boy, she'll, she'll rock your world at night. Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, I like the way you behaved around mama. Y'all both know she crazy. She just wants you to just, man, don't make it harder on me and the kids. Because when we get ready to go out next week, we're going to need somebody to watch them. She ain't that crazy. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, you know, watch yourself. Keep quiet. Look, somebody say, keep quiet sometimes. Just don't say it. Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life 
are in the power of the what? And the thing about that poison that comes out of your tongue, you can't take it back. You can't suck the poison back up. Meekness is doing what is right, even when it is painful or what? You always have to do what's right. Even if it's going to make you look dumb, you got to do what's right. Amen? Even when? It is embarrassing. James 4 and 7. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth is not, to him it is what? Sin. Sin. So you're not trying to save face. Protect your image. Number four, being sober-minded when dealing with suffering. That's meekness. Being sober-minded when dealing with suffering. In other words, you don't go get drunk. You don't need smoke weed because you're going through. See, I can't see. I'm on the real stuff now. Real stuff, yeah. Yeah, real stuff. Yeah, you're getting drunk because you don't like the decisions you made. No, when you're dealing with suffering, sober-minded. Because when you're not in your right mind, you can't use God. And then you open yourself up for demonic infestation. First Thessalonians 5 and 8. But let us who are of the day be what? Put it on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope that things are going to work out. Things are going to be all right. The hope of salvation. Yeah. That's meekness to be able to do that. Amen. Some of y'all, it's, 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 it's prescription drugs. You're taking prescription drugs so you don't have to deal with suffering. And you're not sober minded. Number five, expressing humility when wrongfully accused. Oh, that's hard. Oh, because some of you want to fight. When you're wrongfully accused, you have to express humility. Amen. Somebody talking about you. Running your name through the ground. You can't call everybody in the church and try to see what people are saying. Then call everybody in the church and try to fix it. Hey, brother, you're going to hear some things. What? Some of the phone calls men are making these days, I mean, some of them ought to just wear panties. Really, just go buy you some, dude. We had a dude here, left the church. He's calling around trying to find out why people unfriended him on Facebook. Calling all the men. Man, I saw that you unfriended me on Facebook. I just want to. Dude, you left the church. You, you said you don't believe what the pastor's preaching no more. So you insulted me because I believe it. I mean, isn't that a simple answer? I take it personally when you dog the truth out that I'm receiving. If I'm receiving the truth and I believe it and you say that something is wrong with it, then how can we walk together according to the Bible? But is friending on Facebook walking together? Ain't that like virtual reality? Internet? Does that really mean that me and you, oh, you unfriended me and I felt it. Well, I mean, come on, man. That's the internet. When you turn the computer off, it's gone. It's gone. What happened to him? Where's my friends? I mean, are you crazy? Am I telling the truth in here? Are you going to call around everybody? Hey, man, um, are they talking about me at church? Man, are you crazy? Dude, we in here talking about Jesus Christ. We forgot about you before you left. We knew you was leaving. I felt it in my spirit. Don't 
that I put you on the back burner a long time ago. You're going to stop the praise and the worship. You're going to stop the praise to God. You, you just want to know that you interrupted what God is doing? Wow. Man, what kind of arrogance? And so instead of coming back, what you're going to do is try to dog the church out and find error in it so that you can justify leaving. That's just classic behavior. That's what human beings do. Yeah, so you need to make a good decision. Look at somebody say, make a good decision. I can't get an amen in here, but that's okay. But don't leave and then start talking about people and then try to find who you can get on your... Come on! Facebook? Can I preach in here? Yeah, and watch. Somebody gonna go tell somebody after this service. Amen. He had you on... You need to leave too! Look at all these people. We need your chair. Please don't come back. Please. Don't. Just don't. Don't. But you got to express humility when you are wrongfully accused, meaning that I'm not going to let this bother me. Because you know what I do to express humility when I'm wrong? If I'm wrongly accused, what I do is I look behind what the person did. And I try to assess why this person has this behavior. That's always my objective. I'm going to always try to go behind it to find out, okay, what is troubling this person? What happened in this person's life? What do I need to address in this person so that I can help them deal with whatever it is that is causing them to lash out and wrongfully accuse me? You see what I'm saying? So I don't just take it personally. Dude, you said that? Oh, it's time to thump. No, I'm not, I'm not taking it personally. I'm saying, dude, you said that, man. Why? Why, why are you saying that? Why, why would you need to say that? Is that making you feel better? Is it? And most of the time when I do that, it always ends up in. <laughs> Y'all remember that cry when your daddy told you, boy, you better stop crying. <laughs> you did it for an hour. <laughs> Be playing with your toys. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't remember that? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Reflux? I mean, what? Were you suppressed crying for a long time? I mean, what is that? I, 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 I used to do that. It'd be like an hour. My daddy, boy, you still got the hiccups? Daddy, they're not hiccups. I think something is wrong. You know how you try to get sympathy. Something, something you did, you, you really hurt me. You didn't operate in humility and meekness. Matthew 27 and 14, and he answered unto him, never saying a word, inasmuch that the governor marveled. The governor, when they were crucifying Jesus, marveled at the fact that Jesus never defended himself. That's meekness. They accused him of everything and getting ready to kill him, and he wouldn't defend himself. Meekness is exercising self-control in order to stay focused on God's plan. That's meekness. Self-control in order to stay focused. Self-control in order to stay focused. Whether you're on your job, whether you're in your home, men, self-control. Women, self-control. When you want to go off on your husband, just remember that he's there permanently. (laughs) Amen. If you find another one, he's going to treat you exactly the same because you are you. Yeah, you, 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 you look in the mirror tonight and you see, you, you're you. So you're going to track the same thing. Yeah, long as you, you. Uh-huh. So you got to stay focused. Don't say it. Don't do it. 
Man, if you do that, you might blow it. Look at somebody say, stay focused. First Thessalonians 5 and 6. So then, let us not take our rest as others do, but let us be what? Self-control. Self-control and what? Finally, number seven, meekness, accepting responsibility and blame for wrongdoing. That's meekness. My bad. That's meekness. That's meekness. I'm not talking about when you cut somebody off on the road. (laughs) My bad. No, I'm talking about the hard ones. The dumb decisions. My bad. Yeah. Take responsibility and blame, especially men. Men, take blame for what goes on in your house. If you're the leader. Amen. If a corporation or a business fall, I'm going to the, the, the CEO and find out, man, what's wrong with your company? Yeah, right. Man, it's the minimum wage employees ain't acting right. Dude, no, that's your company. On, what you man. talking about? That's your Come company. That means that's your reputation. You represent them. Right. So men in your homes, <laughs> that's your house. Don't come telling me, man, my wife just won't act right. You sorry. You're the leader of that house. You, you, you can't lead. You are just a whack leader. That's what God did. Eve ate off the tree. Adam, where was you? I mean, God didn't say, where was you? (laughs) Y'all know what I meant. (laughs) Adam, James 5 and 16. (laughs) Confess your faults, what? And do what? (laughs) That ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth what? Confess your what? One, two, and then I don't mean get up in the church. Y'all, I need, I got to tell y'all something. No, pastor, no, y'all don't try to stop me. I'm a, I'm a stripper. Yes, I am. I am, yes. <laughs> I want to tell you before you find out. Some of you already saw me on YouTube. That's not what he meant, confess your faults. What? <laughs> Don't nobody want to know that. Amen. Now nobody want to know that about you, man. Please. That's not what he meant. But in relationships and in agreements or covenant agreements with people, then you confess faults to them that you may be healed. Amen. You take wrong. You admit wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. My bad. Whatever. Don't use pride in those instances. And please don't use God. It, it was me. I made that decision. Yes. Summary. The resurrection power of Jesus could not be exhibited unless he submitted to death. Jesus had to be meek and lowly to even be taken captive and crucified. He humbled himself, not just for our sins, but to show us how to die in order to live. The meekness he portrayed is the key to winning others for him. Christ submitted to torture, pain, and humiliation so that we could be what likewise we should walk meekly and lowly so that those that oppose Christ can be one when we are meek we are like Christ and we prove that the Holy Ghost is truly operating in us Matthew 5 and 5 blessed are the meek for they shall what inherit the earth Everyone bow your heads. Man, I feel the power of God in this place. I just... Meekness, that's what we want to be. 
And we got a reputation that's the opposite of that. And I don't know why. Because we're bold. Bold enough to declare truth in the face of opposition. People think that's not meekness. But it is. It's meekness. Because that truth cost us all something. It cost to be able to declare it. You need work in this area? I want you to just stand up right now with your heads bowed. Father God, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your resurrection of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection that means everything to us. There is no church, there is no gospel without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is the gospel, the truth, that remission for our sins has come, and that if we believe on him, we can be saved. So, God, I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for all of our shortcomings. None of them weighing as much as the weight that was on the cross, how heavy that death was, and that resurrection that was able to handle anything that we've done. So we thank you, God, that we're privileged to serve you, a God that loved us enough to come down and experience us firsthand in human form. We thank you. And God, I pray right now that this spirit of meekness, it is required and it is a fruit of your spirit. So I pray right now that your Holy Ghost power, God, will endow every one of us believers, everyone that is standing up under the sound of my voice. Endow them with the power to walk meekly in everything we do. In the name that is above every name. Jesus, we pray. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.